0: another weekly edition of Triple Threat Brought to you by Stickland Dry Law Firm here On KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia My name is Kyle Jones I am joined, as always, by my good friends Colt Toosing and Chance Sticklin. And then we are also joined today by our special guest Via Zoom, Kyle Helms So we've got two Kyles on the show today
1: What? That's, 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 always... that's always the the best way to do it it's Friday boys guess what college football returns to the zoo this weekend I cannot wait uh as Mizzou will host Alabama for the home opener of the season a lot to get to later in the show with college football
2: but uh Cole how was your week man it's been really busy you know as I was talking to you chance before going on the air um Because of, you know, COVID and everything, you know, the Mizzou rec is, you know, has very weird hours right now. Uh, The fraternity house actually invests in a lot of workout equipment. So I've been working out a lot this week, and my goal is to get a six-pack by December. Uh, uh, Cole's
1: been—Cole's working on this six-pack, and he's working on uh, getting uh, some—the rock, his arms. Getting them gains. Uh, uh, (laughs) All right.
0: Well, let's jump right into things, boys, because football is occurring, and it's not just college football. We've also got NFL action. Let's start off just a passing mention of last night's absolute crazy game between the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Dolphins going into Jacksonville and winning thirty-one thirteen. Fitz magic. Um, the the magic was showing, man. that was a that was a Ryan Fitzpatrick performance that we haven't seen in a long, long time. I mean, where was that when he was with
1: Houston? Absolutely, last night was a was a fun game to watch. Um, if you're a Dolphins fan, that that is very true. You know, the Sunshine State, uh, you know, brought a good game to us. Um, so it was a lot of fun to watch. Ryan Fitzpatrick finished eighteen for twenty. He had 160 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um and really you know they I was you know was on the NFL Network last night I was watching these guys and you know he is in his 16th season I believe in the NFL and I think he's 34 years old
0: something like that yeah no it's it's crazy um it is. just how just how long he's been in the league um the the success that he has had um but also I mean the fact that they won 31-13, I mean, I, frankly, I thought that this was going to be a, a Jacksonville win going in. I thought Gardner Minshew had a good week two and week one. Um, you know, I thought that this this was going to be a lot more kind of decisive in the other way than it was. So I'm very interested now because we're, we're kind of seeing a shakeup in, in the AFC South in terms of, You know who's doing what, where, how you know how things are going. If we look at the standings now, and obviously the the Jaguars do have that extra game played, uh, but you got the Titans at two and zero, the Colts at one and one, Jags at one and two, and Texans at zero and two, soon to be zero and three. Now, I kind of predicted at the beginning of this season that we would probably see. Titans top the division. I thought the Jags would be a solid second, and the Colts a third.
1: Um, and you thought Miami would be the fourth spot.
0: Uh, Miami. Oh yeah, I definitely. I thought. Well, I think I. I thought Miami was going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Okay. Uh, and they're one and two right now. Um, they're still, you know, they're above the Jets um, with a game in hand, into ter- in favor of the Jets. So the Jets could tie that standing uh, this week. They won't. They suck. But. Um, it's interesting, just kind of specifically with the AFC South, uh, seeing how this division is shaking up. I have, at this point, Titans is my favorite. Anyone, uh, anyone opposed to that for Titans winning the AFC South?
1: I'm not opposed to that right now. I might be opposed to that in a couple of weeks. I want to see how this Dolphins team continues. AFC South. Oh, not Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting uh i do i think Tannehill uh is set to have a good season you know with mike verabel um especially their run last year all the way to you know in the in the playoffs yeah um so no i i think it'll be interesting uh but talking about jacksonville for a little bit man gardner Minshew was really quiet last night i mean the whole offense yeah. was really put to sleep they, they went to bed it was dolphins defense yeah. came to
0: play which is new that that usually doesn't happen um so I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep this going. Um, I, I don't think I don't think that their chances in the uh, in the AFC East are good because you have a Buffalo Bills team that actually looks like a contender, and you've got a Patriots team that, I mean, we can't count them out. Now, could the Dolphins maybe make a shout for the wild card? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I think I think the wild card's going to be either a Chargers or a Raiders or a Steelers, one of those. Um, but right now,
1: I mean, it's it's still an interesting prospect. Cole, what do you think? You think you, you like the Titans
2: in that division? I'm going to say what I said back in the beginning of the season when we were given our predictions for each division. I like the Titans pick, of course. You know, Ryan Tannehill, especially last week, completely played really well. I'm four touchdowns last week. Of course, you have the, you know, Russian Kane Derrick Henry. And they, of course, had that Cinderella run going all the way to the AFC Championship and briefly holding a lead versus the eventual Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. I like the Titans pick, but I think it's a little bit too early to judge how the Titans are going to be because. Caption a Cinderella story run again back to back years is very difficult. Remember how the well, Jaguars this, went all the way year, to the AFC championship I mean, this or... year it's not
0: really a Cinderella for them though Like, yeah, last year it was kind of unexpected But this year, I mean, they have all the pieces We know what they're doing They're already 2-0 I wouldn't even call it a Cinderella Because there's really not an out-and-out favorite for the AFC South It sure as heck ain't the Texans It used to be, you know We used to be in a division where the Texans won that thing every year But now the Texans suck <laughs> And the Titans are good And the Colts are a contender At least for the division, not for the title, but they could very well, you know, put up a shot for the division, you know?
2: I just think it's a little bit too early. Come back to this topic in a few weeks, but the one takeaway I have for the Dolphins, Fitzpatrick went 18 for 20 with 160 yards, two touchdowns. Now, mind you, who is the backup quarterback in Miami right now?
0: Oh, it's Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. He's still hurt, I'm pretty sure.
2: But give him the start in like week seven, week eight. that is gonna transform the Miami offense.
1: oh, yeah, I agree. Let's continue with uh, the week three matchups as we'll talk about Ch- uh, Cole's Chicago Bears uh, as they travel to Atlanta to face the Falcons. Uh, our guest on the show this week, Kyle Helms. Uh, if you can hear me, Kyle, uh, what do you expect out of this? Uh, chicago bears organization traveling to again atlanta to face matt ryan and the falcons um kyle kyle can you hear us
3: yeah can you hear me yeah
1: Yeah. did you hear that last question between the bears and the falcons who do you have
3: yeah uh just to start off i wanted to thank you guys for having me on the show today uh it's a really great opportunity but um, to be honest, the Chicago's kind of been a surprise team for me this year. Um, wasn't expecting them to come right out of the gate two and zero, and I think they have you know a great opportunity again to stay undefeated against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's coming off you know another a brutal loss to Dallas that really should not have happened. They were up you know double digits for basically the entire game and a botched special teams play on that onside kick really hurt them. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how Atlanta bounces back from that. But, you know, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Chicago so far. And, you know, I predict that they will be 3-0 after this week.
1: Well, that's going to make
2: Cole happy here in the studio. Cole, what do you think of your Bears? Mm -hmm. There's a lot to talk about the Bears every single week. But the thing about the Bears – I'm pretty sure we all Bears fans predicted they would start out 2 0 or 3 0. You're going up against a bad Detroit Lions team, and you're going up against a bad New York Giants team. Now, the New York Giants team is worse because, of course, Saquon Barkley is out for the year with the ACL injury. But there's a theory, there's three key factors I found about the Bears so far in the season. Trubisky's look good against bad defenses, he has 422 yards, five touchdowns versus two interceptions. He had that 21-point comeback versus the Lions where he looked like Joe Montana. And then he made enough right decisions in the fourth quarter to squeeze out a narrow win versus the Giants. The Falcons are the definition of choking. Like, I think it's obvious. They're the choking franchise in the NFL right now. They, of course, choked 20-3 to three in the Super Bowl. And they choked last week versus the Cowboys where that onside kick mishap and allowed... Dak Prescott to storm down the field and kick a game-winning field goal. And the Bears have been able to clutch in the last two weeks. They looked good in the first quarter, especially the defense. In the third quarter, they will struggle a little bit. The Giants or the Lions will come back. But in the fourth quarter, whether it's an interception or... The defense will make enough stops to clutch out a win. And I expect this week to be the same. Yeah. Maybe like 17 13 win bears.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of get the same sort of vibe. I mean and I'm interested with with with, uh, with what Kyle said earlier. He didn't expect um he didn't expect the the Bears to get off to a two oh start out the gate. I really did. Um, I thought there was no question that they'd be two oh um because the Lions are bad and then the the Giants are worse. You know, and so I, I knew the Bears could beat those two guys, and I imagine I, I would suspect that they wind up three and zero after this after this week because I I just don't see the Falcons being a good football team, um, especially against a Bears team that's one two straight. I, I just can't see the Falcons
1: putting up any fight. Yeah, I would I think agree with all three of us, all three of you guys. Now you can't ever rule out Julio Jones. Um, he's questionable right now. That's his status. Uh, for Sunday's game uh, But as of now ESPN uh, Likes the looks of the Falcons 54.9% to The Bears 44.8% And right now the Falcons Are favored by 3 I think that's Fair however I think The Bears move to 3 and 0 oh. I think it's going to be Like you, like Cole said uh, somewhere In the 17 to 13 range uh, I'm going to go 21 I'm going to go 21 17 Bears Interesting note
2: about ESPN favoring the Falcons by like two or three. That was the same situation. They, I'm pretty sure ESPN favored Detroit by like four and the Giants by three, just to it's give a little it's mindset, a,
0: like a home, probably the home field yep. advantage, which is kind
2: of mute. Giants was at Soldier Field though.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's weird. I, I, I still take Bears. Um, I, I take them by. Yep. I take them by a touchdown. All right,
2: um, moving
1: on. Uh, let's talk uh, Steelers Texans. We got an O two team versus the two O I mean, there's team. not much
0: to talk I about once again. You, you say you say that, that, every, that week. every week. I know because okay. So so let, let me let me run you through here. So week one, they played the Chiefs. Right? There wasn't much to talk about. We knew Mahomes was going to break the heck out of them, and guess what happened? He did. Week two, they played Baltimore. We knew that Lamar Jackson was going to completely dismantle the defense, and then the Texans defense was not going to put any fight whatsoever. And what happened? The Texans got clapped, right? So, so now we got the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is looking like a good quarterback. You've got Juju Smith-Schuster. You've got both Derek and TJ Watt, right? The combo, the 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 Watt brothers against the singular Watt. Two is better than one. Let's just do some math. Oh, that's and, true. And, Absolutely. And, and J.J., we don't even know if he's going to be able to walk by the end of next week uh, because that's just how he goes injury-wise. He's always a questionable player when it comes to whether he's going to play or not. You know, this Steelers team looks good. I don't think they're going to win their division. I think that they're going to fall um, second behind Baltimore. But I think they are a
1: shoe in for the playoffs, and I, the, the Texans don't have a chance. Kyle, if you can hear me, Houston, Pittsburgh. Who do you who do you have your eyes on this weekend?
3: Um, well, so far, uh, I think Houston hasn't really got a fair shot yet. Just you know, getting the Chiefs and Baltimore first two weeks is just brutal. Um, and this new look offense without DeAndre Hopkins, I think that it'll be interesting to see. You know, a different matchup it doesn't really get much easier with pittsburgh they got a really really strong defense over there but pittsburgh kind of worried me a little bit last week against denver um you know when drew lock went out they really could could not put away denver with you know denver having their backup jeff driscoll in so you know i have some questions about them i still think they're a wild card team but you know it'll be It'll be interesting to see how Houston responds, you know, see if they can you know make some adjustments and see if they can get their first win of the season.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with I agree with every what with, with what everything with what everyone has been saying. Uh I think a healthy Big Ben. I know he's up there in age, but he can still throw the football and he still has a lot of talent around him. I think that it hurt last year not to have him and I think that it goes to show that you know with someone who's that important to a roster like the Steelers Having a healthy Big Ben Is super important I like the Steelers to finish second in that division I think Baltimore will run away with it I, not, I shouldn't say run away with it, it, it it's gonna be, But I think Baltimore It's going to be, be
0: like a one or two game gap yep. But Baltimore's going to have it But I it.
1: think if you look at that division There's four teams You have two teams that are really not so great in that division And I think there's going to be a wide split Between yes. the top two and the bottom two Yes. Uh, anyways, I like Pittsburgh in that game uh, Let's move on and talk about uh monday night's game real quick and then we'll jump back into a couple games uh, on the sunday slate but we've got the 2-0 kansas city chiefs traveling to the 2-0 baltimore ravens uh this will this game will look familiar to a lot of people uh kyle i'll let you speak first on this i know you're a loyal chiefs fan like myself uh you got two star talented quarterbacks going at each other uh your your you're favorite in this game um,
3: possibly game of the year. Uh I really, really like the matchup. You know, Mahomes 2018 MVP, Lamar 2019 MVP. And, you know, I this is my prediction for the AFC championship this year. So, you know, it's gonna be a really, really high scoring affair, I think. Um, I think the biggest thing that is gonna make the difference in this game is can Kansas City stop the run? And can their secondary hold up with the injuries to Charvarius Ward? You know, Bashad Breland being suspended. Uh, they're relying on two rookie corners right now. So, you know, I think if the Chiefs defense can hold up, um, I think that, you know, they're going to have a great shot at winning this game. The offense kind of struggled a little bit last week against the Chargers, but I kind of give them a little bit of a pass with this game kind of being in the horizon, yeah. you know, so –
1: yeah, absolutely. What's your what's your final score in this game?
3: Um, I think it's going to be really high scoring. I think could possibly be 35-31 Kansas City.
1: Okay, so you're, you're picking somewhere in that three- to four-point range margin-wise as far as uh, a victory for Kansas City.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, I think it'll be a really small margin of victory for this one.
1: No, absolutely. I agree. And actually, I was having a conversation. It was either with you, Kyle, or another friend of mine, and we were walking around campus the other day. I liked, I I think I have the Chiefs and the Steelers playing in the AFC Championship. Uh, it'll be it, it's going to be interesting. I know that I just said that the Steelers will finish second. That's why I want to see how the next couple of weeks go. Um, but the Ravens are very talented. Lamar Jackson can do almost everything he's asked to do, whether it's on the ground or in the air. And he's got a lot of talent. He's got Ingram uh, over there, very talented player. Uh, I know Hardball will dial up uh, a good game scheme for those guys. Uh, but you know. As the Chiefs fan, I will never root against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, too. The uh, Baltimore's favorite, 3.5 right now. The over-under is 54.5. I think that's probably pretty fair as far as points. Um, but, yeah, no, I like somewhere, you know, he mentioned somewhere in the you know the low 30s. Uh, I like a 35-28 um, uh,
2: Chiefs victory. Cole, what do you think? So we have two people who picked the Chiefs. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens here. And I don't think that's a bad pick, picking the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. Both teams are great. This is the number one versus number two, arguably best team in football, especially in the AFC. And the reason why I'm going to pick the Ravens is because not only is the Ravens defense better, but the scheme benefits the Ravens more because when you look at the Chiefs, you have, Mahomes, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Nicole Hardman. You have a gunslinging, high-powered, pass-heavy offense going up against the Baltimore Alt-Ravens with Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, Ingram, Robert Griffin III, which is more of a control the line of scrimmage, run the ball up the middle a lot, and use as much clock as possible. And that's going to benefit... The Ravens a lot because the Chiefs won't have as much time to come back in this game. And honestly, I was watching a little bit of the Chiefs-Chargers game. I was surprised that game went overtime, to be honest. So seeing the game against the Chargers went overtime leaves me a bit skeptical against arguably one of the best teams in football. So giving the Ravens by seven.
0: I'm kind of in a similar vein. The Ravens, and, and admittedly, they've they've played garbage teams for the first two weeks. Um, but they've absolutely controlled every game they played in so far you know 38 to 6 win against cleveland 33 16 win against texans in houston um, by the way and so i i mean the the chiefs looked vulnerable last week they nearly lost it you know and i think if, th- if the chargers if the chargers don't do that stupid thing and punt in overtime which is the stupidest decision i've ever seen in football by the way um if they don't punt there in fourth da- in, in overtime on fourth down, you know they they probably honestly they make the fourth down conversion, you know get the touchdown. I mean they were looking they were looking a good shout to win that game. The Chiefs look vulnerable, and there is no better time for the Ravens to strike and you know take a win here than right now. I believe that Baltimore coming into this game is the better team. I think Lamar Jackson has the stuff. I think that the Chiefs need to regroup and kind of address their defensive woes because that's kind of what burned them last game. Obviously, they got the points enough. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he might start slow, but he never ends slow. Exactly. Um, but I think that you know you're going up against a better team than than uh, you know Los Angeles in Baltimore. And I don't know if you can pull the same stuff You did against the Chargers against the Ravens and that's why I have Baltimore
1: Absolutely Kyle well we have a, well, we still have a couple Minutes with you on the phone let's run Through a couple other games here on the Sunday schedule uh, Rams Bills who do you have that game's out In uh, the cold chilly uh, Orchard Park New York area
3: uh, This is Going to be a really good game I think um, I really like what I've seen out Of Josh Allen so far he's I'm pretty sure leading the league in you know, passing yards and several other offensive categories and the Rams have played really well too. Um, That NFC West division, I'll tell you, it's every, every single one of those teams in that division could make the playoffs. And I, and I stand by that. Um, So if I had to pick now, I think it's going to be really close, but give me the bills by three.
1: Okay, no, that's fair, and I should go back and say it's not cold and chilly yet in New York. It's going to uh, be. It's it's it's, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be eighty degrees. That's what wow. ESPN uh, is predicting right now. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, this is a. I think the Rams have surprised a lot of people this season already. I think a lot of people thought that the Rams wouldn't be so good, and they've come out and you know they've started out two and zero. I think it's going to really. Be a good game, and to Kyle's point, I think that yeah, everybody in that NFC West, it, it, it that division is I mean, all four teams, best division every, in football, best division in football. And every single week, you see, you see, I mean, it's talent, talented team after talented team. Uh, I'm gonna shake it up a little bit, I'm gonna take the Rams on the road. Ooh. Um, we'll see how uh Jared Goff performs against Josh Allen. Um, but yeah, give me the Rams, Cole. Who do you have?
2: NFC East being the best division in football, maybe the or Eagles N- have something w- yeah. to say about that. N-
0: N- NFC w- NFC West is the best division.
2: Oh, so yeah, yeah. I, you know to t- to touch on chances point a little bit. Yeah, the Rams definitely have surprised me. I was going on record saying that the Rams lost a lot in the offseason. They overpaid for Jared Goff. When the Bears play against the Rams, this should be a Bears win. When the Bears play against the Rams in a few weeks, now especially how the Rams have been playing and the Bears have been playing. Now I'm not so certain, but I feel like the Bills are way more of a developed and confident team than the Rams, so I'm going to pick the Bills here.
0: I I think the Bills just look like a more dangerous squad. Um yeah, the Rams are good. Uh Jared Goff has been playing well, but the Bills look so complete. You know, they look so complete. First in the league in passing, fifth in team offense, fifth in team defense. That is right there at the top. The Rams ranking seventh in team offense, 18th in team defense. Not bad, but I just, I mean, at home, the Bills look dangerous. This is their first meeting between the two teams since 2016. Last time they met, Bills won 30 to 19. I don't think it will be that big of a blowout, but I do think that Josh Allen to John Brown which was a big uh, a big matchup and a big you know effective matchup in week two I think that that will be effective again and so give me the bills in on this one
1: Kyle we're gonna all have I got one more game for you and one for one more game for uh, the guys here in the studio to pick uh, I like the looks of that Sunday night game you got the Green Bay Packers Ooh, yeah. a two and0 team traveling two a very challenging and always challenging uh, New Orleans Saints uh, football team with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Uh, Kyle, let's you have the uh, floor uh, one last time uh, on this Friday. Who do you have in this game? Uh,
3: this is a really interesting game. Uh, last Monday night, I was not surprising, or I was not uh, expecting the Raiders to go in and take down New Orleans. Um I really think New Orleans is kind of in need of a little, in need of some regrouping. Uh, Drew Brees is not throwing the ball down the field, and you know, without Michael Thomas, I think that's really, really hurting them. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond from that loss. And you know, Green Bay's playing really well. Aaron Jones is playing like one of the best running backs in football, and. You know, I like what Matt LaFleur is doing over there. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing with a little bit of, of a chip on his shoulder after Green Bay went and drafted Jordan Love. So, you know, this one's going to be another close one. And to be honest, I think I'm going to take Green Bay in this one by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, no, I think that uh, I think that that's a that's a that's a good bet. It, it is. It's a tough game to pick because it's hard to pick against the Saints at home, but it's also hard to pick against a Packers team that's 2-0 right now uh, with, a, with an Aaron Rodgers who's gone. He's got 604 yards so far in the season at six touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that your point to Michael Thomas, it does hurt to not have him, but they still have Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, who's you know very good. Um, and I believe, who is there? It's Jared Cook uh, is also a talented uh, Saints player. So I... I'm not, it's, it's not go pack, go this weekend for me. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints here uh, at home. I agree. Or Cole, you go first. Cole, what do you think?
2: I want to take the Packers here and I hate taking the Packers every week. It feels like, but I have to take the Packers here for this one simple reason. Aaron Rodgers is playing as a way better quarterback than Drew Brees right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. It's a fair assertion. Um, he is playing like a man on a mission, and that mission is Super Bowl. And I believe for Aaron Rodgers, this may be one of the last years that he's going to be able to try and get one. But so it, it's the same case for Drew Brees. Um, both these guys know that they are in the twilights of their careers, and they've got one thing on their mind: that's championship. This is for my money one of the best, um, one of the best games we're going to get over the next couple weeks. It's also one of the hardest to pick. It's very hard for me to go against drew Brees and his saints while they're playing in new orleans i know they haven't been playing great last year they did not look good week one was shaky um and and i think i think we can all admit that but drew Brees in the superdome on prime time it is very hard for me to bet against that and so because of that i have to go with the saints
1: this week Kyle Jones, before I head, before I send it over to you to send it to break, Kyle Helms, thank you for joining us today on this uh, fall-like Friday. It's, I think fall, what are we now, the second, third day into fall? Yep. Something like that. a couple days in. Uh, so plenty of uh, sports to watch on TV with the NBA playoffs, the NFL, and college football all. Uh, Kyle, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for coming on again, man. Yep,
3: yeah, you guys too. Thank you guys for having me on.
1: And that'll send us to our first
0: break when we come back. College football in the mix. We're going to get it all broken down for you when we're back. Triple Threat brought to you by Stickle Dry Law Firm here on KCOU.
1: I'm jumping in with my clothes on.
2: Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the
1: Ad Council
0: texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA, America's wireless companies, and the National Safety Council.
1: You love them enough to do anything for them. Mom, I need to be
0: wiped. Coming
1: including checking NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. You're listening to Mizzou Football on the student voice of the
2: Missouri Tigers, KCOU 88.1 FM.
0: Welcome back to Triple Threat, brought to you by Stickler and Dryer Law Firm here on KCOU. Let's talk college football. We already had one matchup this week. UAB absolutely destroying South Alabama 42 to 10 last night. Tonight we've got Middle Tennessee at UTSA. That kind of a snoozer, to be honest with you. But let's get into the main event, and that's SEC football, because the SEC is Back folks It is back and it's back with a vengeance We've got some really Fun matchups if I'm being Honest with you Kentucky Auburn Looks pretty good Florida Ole Miss is going to be fun And of course We cannot forget About the matchup Here at Faroe Field Saturday night at 6 o'clock It's going to be live Here on KCOU, in case you're curious It's Alabama Taking on Missouri, and let's get into this one first, because obviously the popular pick, the uh, most likely thing, is that Alabama is going to absolutely
1: <laughs> tattoo Missouri.
0: But, chance—is there any hope?
1: Well, I, you know, as much as I would like to think so, as a Mizzou student journalist, and I know all three of us are in that same category. Uh, ESPN is really not being very nice to Mizzou Uh, 4.8% to win this ballgame 95.2% To the Alabama Crimson Tide I'm telling you what, Alabama is actually not ranked number one. I saw that the other day. Yeah, Clemson's number one. Yeah. Oh,
0: and, and I think the only reason that's the case is because they've actually played football games. Correct. I think once you see Bama playing a couple games, um, they'll they'll take that one spot back.
1: Yep. No, and I, uh, I've i kind of been looking at this game for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I'm not, is, is Bayslack getting the starters or Robinson from Missouri? Uh,
0: from what I've been seeing, it's going to be Robinson.
1: Okay, so we'll have to see how Robinson comes out. You know everybody's been waiting to see how uh, Coach Eli Drinkwitz, uh, you know, kind of reforms the Missouri offense. Uh, you know, uh, coming off last season's really not great performance on the offensive side of the football. Uh, Alabama's favorite twenty-seven and a half points, which I think is probably fair. I think Mizzou scores twice. Uh, I think that's being kind, uh, but, but you know, it's it's Alabama, and every time you talk about college football and you hear the and you hear the word Alabama. Uh, you're usually not in the you're usually not in the winning circle. Uh, so I like the Crimson Tide here on the road against Missouri. It's I'm not going to put a score on this one cuz I'm not sure, but I like Missouri but I think Missouri scores two touchdowns like I said earlier. Uh, but yeah, like you said Bama Bamo runs all over Missouri.
0: Yeah, Tide the Tide is going to roll. They're going to smack the Tigers, but it's going to be interesting to see how close of a game this is. Uh, you know, you mentioned we're in the new a new offense from Drinkwitz, um, and and I, I want to see how he manages, um, he, especially when he gets down by like three scores, and you know it's clear that the game is not going to be won. Um, I, I want to see how much fight this team continues to pick up, because that was one of the many things that I got mad about with Barry Odom's team. There were points where Mizzou went down by like a touchdown or two during the Odom era. Um, and the game was still definitely winnable, but this team seemed to give up. Like, you never saw a Barry Odom team come from behind. Never. They'd blow leads like crazy, but they would never come from behind. So, I want to see how much of a fight a Drinkwitz team puts up. They're not going to win this game. Even if they are, you know, especially if if they're having to come from behind, they're not going to win this game. Um, But... If they can keep this thing within like within two scores, you know, I think that I think that, you know,
1: Mizzou fans should be happy about that. So the one sitting across from me in the studio, his name's Cole Toosing, but we also call him hot take Tuosing. So I wanna know, Cole, do you have any hot takes for us this weekend or not?
2: So this game isn't gonna be a hot take. So this is gonna be my prediction for the Mizzou Bama game week one season opener. And the funny thing about Bama week one is that Originally, before COVID, you know, canceling college football and the Pac-12 is now back, which makes me happy as a USC fan. But speaking of the Pac-12, instead of Mizzou playing Bama Week 1, it was originally supposed to be USC against Bama at the Coliseum. So I went from as a USC fan to watching Bama Week 1 tattoo the Trojans to possibly, most likely, Bama tattoo the Missouri Tigers of school that I attend. So... I think Bama's going to win by double digits. I think that's fair, everyone is going to say. But I don't think it's going to be—I don't think Bama's going to win by 28 for this simple reason. This is week one, and normally with all sports, but especially college football, you're not at your prime time elite level for a school like Alabama in week one. It usually takes a few weeks to get your footing, to learn the depth chart to learn who the quality stars are and to learn the playbooks.
0: Yeah, and you and you make a good point point. and obviously
2: like Bama new quarterback,
0: you know? So still got to see how how good he's going to fit into the
2: system now that they've lost to a tonga of Yeah, Mac Jones definitely is a new quarterback, but you know, if you remember when Tua went down with that injury against Mississippi State, Mac Jones came in and was a very quality starter for the Crimson Tide, the SEC in the preseason picked Mac Jones having the best accuracy in the SEC. The SEC picked Alabama to win the conference. Um, Jalen Waddell, the elite wide receiver, was a first-team all-SEC, first-team all-SEC return specialist, and first-team all-SEC all-purpose. So if it's Tyree Gillespie, if it's the freshman Ennis Rakestraw, whoever's matched up against Jalen Waddle, he's going to run circles over him. Yeah, but it'll be, it'll be a rough day for the uh, Missouri secondary. But the one positive I have, which if you call this a positive— the one positive point I have for this Mizzou-Bama game is the fight between the SEC linebackers. Dylan Moses from Alabama was AP first team. Nick Boland from Mizzou was an AP all-second team SEC linebacker. So it's going to be interesting to see who is the top linebacker in the SEC.
1: Other games going on on Saturday. We have an 11 a.m. kickoff uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We got the... 24 rank, ranked uh, Louisville Cardinals uh, going to play the 21st ranked 21st ranked Pittsburgh. That's a good game. We've also got Coleman or Kyle mentioned a couple SEC games. West Virginia plays Oklahoma State. They're 15th ranked. That that's uh, that, that being Oklahoma State down in Stillwater. Uh, the fourth ranked Georgia Bulldogs going to Arkansas to play the Hogs. Uh, and then I like you know Florida State, Miami. Miami's uh, 12th ranked. Um, so a lot of good games. Um, and for college football fans, it is the time is the time is really here. Uh, a lot of conferences kicking off. We still have a lot of shakiness, though, as to what's going to happen with some of the other conferences around the country. Um, but, yeah, uh, plenty of good games uh, this entire weekend.
0: Yeah, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Cole and I are going to run through the remaining college football games that we haven't touched on yet. So stay tuned. It's Triple Threat, brought to you by Stickland Dry Law from here on KCOU.
3: Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry, and I'm an actor reaching out with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, which works with private landowners to protect wildlife, preserve natural habitats, and create permanent sanctuaries. To learn more, call 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you.
1: The station design with the student voice in mind. KCLU fm Okay, company picnic's Tuesday. Lou, you order those shirts? Nah, just gonna have my wife make some. Sit down, shut your mouth. Y'all gonna look like a bunch of suckers. Hey, who's this guy? They call me T shirt. Shirt? Unless you get your threads from Diggit Graphics. Whether it's for your work, your team, or your charity, Digit Graphics will have you looking good. Would we look as cool as you? Not a chance in hell, but you will dig it. Check out DigitGraphics.com. Don't just wear it, dig it. Shit!
0: once again to triple threat here on KCAU, brought to you by sickling dry law firm and cole and i are still here and we're gonna talk a wee bit about college football it is happening we already ran through the tigers matchup with bama pretty uh, pretty pretty big consensus pick here in the studio about how that one is going to go but let's now get into some of the other games Big 12 has some interesting matchups. Kansas State traveling to Norman to play OU. Cole, I think that's pretty solidly OU.
2: I mean, even though Oklahoma has lost quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts to the NFL draft, like Oklahoma is still number three in the nation. They still are a Heisman candidate. They still are seen as one of the best teams in the nation. And I know Kansas State beat Oklahoma at Kansas State last year, but... I don't think it's going to be the same Cinderella story magic. It's going to be Oklahoma by at least double digits.
0: Ranked versus rank in the SEC, Kentucky taking on Auburn. That's 23 versus eight, respectively. Um, I I pick Auburn. They're playing at Jordan Hare. I I don't think this is going to go any other way.
2: Right now, the spread is seven in favor of favor of Auburn. Seven
0: and a half in favor of Auburn is what I'm saying. Okay, correct. Yeah, I think it's fair.
2: And the interesting thing about this Kentucky Auburn game, both teams are ranked. Auburn's eight and Kentucky's 23. This is the game that I know a lot of people have circled as a possible upset.
0: Really? I don't see that. I mean, they're playing at Jordan Hare. Auburn doesn't usually lose at Jordan Hare unless they're playing Bama.
2: That is also a very interesting point, but I'm going to take Auburn as well here simply because of what Auburn was able to do last year against Week 1, against the Oregon Ducks. Bone Nets was able to clutch out a miracle comeback win against the Oregon Ducks. Obviously, Oregon's not... Uh, the Kentucky Wildcats, but Auburn definitely looks strong normally in the beginning part of the season, so give me Auburn.
0: And then, uh, for my money, the ACC matchup of the week, Louisville-Pittsburgh, that's 24 versus 21. I
2: take Louisville. Louisville versus Pittsburgh, that's... Louisville had that's, a, It's a serious toss-up for they, me. Had a,
0: they had a tough loss against Miami last week, but, I mean... They still
2: look good,
0: man. They opened that game very well.
2: ESPN says it's a fifty-fifty split. The spread is three, so either way you can't go wrong. But I have to take the Pittsburgh Panthers simply Ooh, just right. because they're at home right now, playing and on Hines, and they look good. They did beat Syracuse twenty-one to ten, and they did also beat Austin P. Austin P. fifty-fifty-five like to zero. But then again it's austin p yeah
0: um running down the schedule a little bit further in the big 12 tcu iowa state that's at fort worth i think tcu has that one iowa state's not a good team um but moving on to a nice matchup in the american athletic cincinnati army army's been looking good Honestly, our Army looks like a good football team. 2-0 and after two games. They tattooed Middle Tennessee 42-0, and then they tattooed Louisiana Monroe 37-7. Um, but the Bearcats out in Cincinnati, this game being played in Cincy, only have one game played so far, a 55-20 win over Austin Peay.
2: So who do you have in this one, Cole? Just like Pitt also blowing out Austin Peay with scoring 55 points. I'ma take Army here. I think Army definitely has a lot more games on their system. Playing Middle Tennessee is definitely a lot better of an opponent than Austin Pete and they and the Army Black Knights beat Middle Tennessee 42 to nothing. So considering Army has a lot more games on their belt, I'm gonna take Army here.
0: Army looks good, and I think they're gonna have a great season. But Cincinnati, I don't know if you, I don't know how much Cincinnati Bearcats football you watched towards the end of last year, Cole, but I did watch a wee bit of Cincinnati Bearcats football. And let me tell you something. They looked good. I'm serious, man. They look really good towards the end of last year. Are they going to win? Ah, like, are they going to win the, the American over UCF? I don't know. I don't think they will, but they've got a great shout. And they look like a dangerous team I take the Bearcats Let's keep on moving. I'm trying to find a good matchup to talk about because, honestly, I mean, we, we ran through the
2: really good ones. I mean, I'm assuming you're a Texas A&M Aggies is going to beat the Vanderbilt oh, no. Commodores. <laughs> Boys are going
0: to whoop up on Vandy. Let me tell you what. Give me a whoop because Texas A&M is going to win it. Texas A&M looks like a great team this year. Kellen Mond is looking really strong. Yes, they lost Osmond. He's not, he opted out, but... This team, going up with the schedule they have, I have a lot of confidence in the Texas A&M Aggies. They could very easily be a one-loss team. They're one loss, in my opinion, away at Alabama. That is week two. They play the Tide in Tuscaloosa. I think that's probably a loss, but... Running down the rest of their schedule. They're at home against Florida. They're away at Mississippi State, at home against Arkansas. I don't believe they're playing in Dallas this year. They usually do. They're away at South Carolina, away at Tennessee, home against Mississippi, home against LSU. First time LSU has been back at Kyle Field since the seven overtime thriller, and then away at Auburn to close the season i like the aggies this year i like kellen mont i think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the sec he still has weapons even with osmond opting out it's obviously going to win against be one against vandy but i am really excited about what the aggies can do for the rest of this season moving on as we don't have too much time left florida state miami i mean fsu looks
2: so bad man not only does Forest State look bad, but they'll be without their coach, Mike Norvell, for this game.
0: Yeah, he has to quarantine because of uh, coming into contact with someone who has COVID, I believe. Is that correct? From Rutt ESPN Saint, it says that he
2: himself tested positive he tested for COVID. Positive.
0: Okay, so yeah. Um, I mean, that makes it even worse. But, you know, tack on the fact that Miami just looks like a very good team this year. They look, they look good in their last game against the Louisville. Um, I mean it's it's gonna be miami here derrick king people from houston know what derrick king is and we know that he is a great quarterback let me tell you we saw it with u of h before uh before Dan, uh before u of h was like hey let's uh let's red shirt for a year because our team sucks and then he transferred which totally backfired for houston um, because now Miami gets a great quarterback in Derek King. I can't wait to see what he does for the rest of the season. Miami is one of my favorites to top the ACC. Obviously there's Clemson so Clemson's gonna be Clemson. but if you want a solid number two give me Miami um, let's look one more matchup before we say goodbye um Virginia Tech North Carolina State. Now, NC State, usually not very good, but they did win their first game 45-42 over Wake Forest. I'm interested. I'm very interested in what they can do against Virginia Tech because the Hokies are ranked 20, but rankings this year are kind of hard to go off of because the media media poll basically ruled out all the Pac-12 and Big Ten teams because they were especially blind. weird.
2: Yeah, which is especially weird nowadays because the Big Ten is coming back and the Pac-12 recently announced yep. they're coming back. Same for the and, Mountain West. Yeah,
0: Mountain West is back so we're going to get Boise State back in the mix. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. But BYU ranked 18. They have a good team. I won't deny that. Missouri was supposed to play them. They tattooed Navy 55-3. to three. Um, so I, I, I'm looking at a different game. Virginia Tech. On the other end, has not played a game this year. This is a this is their season opener. Who do you have in this one?
2: I'm gonna take I'm gonna take NC State because normally we see. I remember a few years ago where NC State was a top ranked team in the ACC and they put up a decent fight against Clemson. I want to say it was like three years ago. Now Virginia Tech, of course, you bring up the point of how they're ranked twenty right now, even though they haven't played a game. But that's just because. They ruled out all the teams in the Big Ten and Pac-12 because of COVID and everything. But because the season's coming back, they get a ranking. But if you think about it realistically, if they ranked teams in the Big Ten and Pac-12 like Oregon, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa... Virginia Tech probably wouldn't be ranked right now. Yeah. So it will be realistically an unranked game versus an unranked game. NC State has at least played this year. And Virginia Tech, I know, is battling injuries. And a lot of players have tested positive for COVID. So right now, Virginia Tech is very shorthanded. So give me NC State.
0: I'm taking the Wolf Pack as well. And that's going to do it for us here on Triple Threat. Any parting remarks you want to give, Cole?
2: Um since the Pac-12 is coming back, can I give uh USC the pick to win the Pac-12? Ah, uh, you can. I don't think they will. Thanks to the Oregon Ducks being the Oregon Ducks every year. Exactly.
0: Anyway, I'll do it for us here on Triple Threat. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back same time, same place. Stay safe, have a great weekend and watch some sports and have fun this weekend.